0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we wanted to dive into um, some interesting developments we've had um, over the last week or so uh, from about improvements Apple is making to the App Store itself. Um, and so if you remember earlier, back in the summer in June, I think, um, there was a... a we saw the first phase, first parts of this where Apple was announcing that they're doing search ads, that they um, were changing the subscription rules. And now sort of at the end of the summer, we're seeing another set of these. And we got an email and there's some sites uh, on Apple's developer portal that also talk about the changes, but essentially Apple's doing two new things in the app store that are kind of significant. And, Significant both in terms of what they're doing, but also just signaling, I think, a, a fundamental change in what, how Apple is approaching the App Store. And that, the, you know, they're making fundamental shifts and they're okay with doing that. Um, and so the two things that we're getting, and we'll probably kind of split these into the first half and second half of the show, but, um, they're making, essentially going through the App Store and making sure that old apps, um, no longer will be present. Um, the exact details of this are a bit, a bit vague, but essentially they're saying that um, apps that are problematic or abandoned or crash now um, will be removed from the store. Uh, previously, uh, once an app had been approved, it was essentially around forever um, until you either didn't pay your developer dues um, or there was some—you pulled it from the store, or there was some like major issue with it that, um, like a legal issue or something, where it would have been pulled by Apple. Otherwise. An app that you had submitted back um, you know, eight years ago to the App Store um, that had never been updated could still be there today if you've been paying your dues, um, and that seems to be a change. And then the second thing we'll talk about in this latter part of the show is they're also changing some of the rules around app naming, um, where apps now are going to have to be shorter. They have to be 50 characters rather than 255 characters. Um, and they're also trying to do away with things uh, like descriptions and terms that aren't um, app names. Um and you're gonna have to remove those from the apps. So you can't have the you know the, the the sort of app name followed by a big long tagline with a whole bunch of keywords anymore. Um but we'll talk about that one second. So first, what do you think what do you think, Marco, about this new change to kind of go through the, the back catalog and purge out um, like the old crufty stuff?
1: I think it's great. I mean, you know, if you look at the history of the web, back in the early days of the web, there weren't that many web pages, relatively speaking. And so search engines would brag about how many pages they had in their index. And you would see and like this was like back before like Google just came out and basically just became the only one that mattered. Um this was, you know, back with Yahoo and Alta Vista and Hotbot and all these crazy old search engines, uh, very few of which are still around or are still doing their own searches. Um they would brag about this number because it actually mattered, and you would hope, like if you search for something, you would hope you would find one page or the right page with what you were looking for. And then over time, as the web got filled with garbage, uh, like tons of infinite machine-generated garbage, uh, that the number of pages in a search engine's index became a lot less of a bragging point, and then the the challenge simply became, how do you let people find good stuff? Because there's enough crap out there that the amount of crap we have is no longer a selling point. And so I think the same thing has happened with the App Store very clearly where like in the App Store back when the the App Store launched and then as like the 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 app in the app ecosystem war started heating up with Google um, and as other platforms tried to challenge it like BlackBerry and Windows Mobile and Palm you know uh, the the number of apps you had in your store was a bragging point for all these vendors and so Nobody ever wanted to do anything that would reduce the number of apps in their store. That, you know, that was that would be seen probably as like, you know, a, a big PR risk or a big risk to growth or to the ecosystem or whatever. But we're long past that point now. Like long, long past that point. And anybody who's ever searched in the app store in the last few years for pretty much anything has probably had a similar experience of getting lots and lots of results to your search. Very few of which were a what you were looking for, uh, or b were of any real quality level. And so, the like, the age of the number of apps of the App Store mattering is long over. And it's that I think this change is very good and honestly pretty overdue. But I'm, I'm at least glad they're doing it now. Um, so, you know, from that point of view, like yeah, shrinking the number of apps to to better focus on quality is good. The other part of this that, that that's kind of like a running theme throughout these changes they're making is like a lot of a lot of this change could be solved also and probably better by just making search better. And this is kind of a, a sticking point with the App Store and 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 Apple services in general, but especially with with things related to the iTunes Music Store and, and the App Store. Like the the search is so relatively primitive, and it always has been. And and we are, we keep hearing year after year that they're making improvements to search here and there or they'll buy some company or they'll redesign something or we'll hear rumors instead of actual facts saying that they're revamping the search you know giving me a big improvement now and now they're doing things that are that are heavily based on search and search type algorithms like the new automatic keyword ads um that that i, I look forward to trying out this fall and stuff like that but ultimately their search is still not very good and if their search was better if it was if it was as sophisticated as like a Google web search or even half that sophisticated, I think we, we wouldn't see the need as much for these, these pruning efforts or these like new policies to lock down on, on title lane and stuff like that. Cause like all those problems could be solved by better search, but it just seems like this, this might even be like Apple admitting that they're never going to have better search <laughs> or they're, they're never going to have great search rather, you know, it, I'm sure it will get better than where it is now, but you know, it th- th- seems like the kind of thing that after, after eight years, they're ju- they're kind of just not capable or or not willing to to really take on. So instead, they're you know modifying things that are that are easier. They're they're enforcing rules, saying, "All right, now shorter titles. Um, you know, no more I- irrelevant words, stuff like that." And that's all good, but I do wish they would have
0: solved it either
1: instead of or also with just better search.
0: I, I slightly disagree with that. Perspective, though, because I while I do think search could be a lot better. Um, like I see this as a more f- fundamental change in what, the, like, a they're changing what the user's expectation of going to the app store should be. Because even if you had the best search algorithm in the world, I mean, I guess you could say if what any app that they would have pulled because of the, these new quality requirements, which um, wouldn't show up in search. Um, that would be like making search better and solving the same problem, um, even if it was technically still listed, which I guess could sort of do it, but it's functionally would be the same thing. Um, like I see this as, and this is what makes me so excited about it is it's it's a change for saying that, they're, that they want to make sure that any app you download in the app store is going to meet a certain bar of user experience quality. And they're making sure that that bar is constantly, uh, moving and improving, that it isn't fine to just meet that bar once and then you're fine. That the, the definition of having a, of being a quality app, of being a good user experience is something like, it's almost the acknowledgement that it takes ongoing work that is, you know, is a different thing than the other parts of the iTunes store or things, which in some ways I wonder if some of these kind of, these structures are coming from the way that the App Store was bolted onto the iTunes model, where you know it's not like well, it's like Star Wars aside. You typically release a movie and then it stays that same movie forever, and it's not like it needs to be constantly worked on and updated and changed. You know, software is this different, vibrant, dynamic thing that the software that is you know that is left on the shelf for for a year even um kind of gets stale or gets broken or is a less good user experience. And while you could sort of say you could get you could deal with it on the, the user facing side, I think it's a what I see so powerfully here, or at least maybe this is just reading into it, but I see it as Apple signaling a sort of a return to quality or a refocusing on quality that they're saying where our hope is that every app in the app store is going to be good. And we're going to do a lot of things to make that happen. Um, And while I wish the app store app was better, you know, it's like this particular thing was one of like a few years ago, I did a post, a series of blog posts um, called towards a better app store where I kind of went through and it came up with like my 12 theses that I pinned to the door and said like, these are the things that I wish the app store would change. And, you know, over the last, I think two and a half years since that since i wrote that about 5 of them have have, have come to pass and and, and th- but this like this change of going through the apps and making sure that sort of on a regular basis making sure that they still meet the current review guidelines was my number one requirement and, you know, many of the other things I, w- I wish they do were improvements to, you know, to App Store Search um, or other things to the actual app itself. But I think what I love about this is it ch- it's that change in perspective that, you know, I've gotten a lot of, I've had some conversations over the last week with developers about who say like, well, if I, you know, if, if I keep paying my $100 a year, why can't, why shouldn't the app that I made be you know be allowed to be listed um you know it's 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 up to the user if they think it's good if they want to download it that's you know that's up to the it could be still useful to somebody um and the best analogy i could come up with for why that's like becomes problematic it's kind of like imagining if walmart still sold like 2014 calendars because it it, it can, when i thought of that analogy it seems so perfect because it's the same thing where it's like the calendar still works like, that calendar, that 2014 calendar is completely still a calendar. Like, you can flip through it. You can look at the, you can look at the days. You can write on it. Like, it works fine. And that's the Probably best Probably some great pictures of puppies or cars on it. Sure. I mean, and puppies and cars, they don't go out of, out of date, right? But I think it would be absurd if you went into, if you went into a store and they, they were still selling calendars from 2014 because there's a freshness to it. There's a, you know, there, if, if. Like if that relevance will like will fall off over time, and so I think I'm glad that they're saying like no, we want the App Store to be better. We want it to include better things. And so now, if you're and in some ways I like too that it says that to you know to customers and developers is that if you put an app on the App Store, in some ways you're making a commitment to the future that that app is either going to have to be maintained and taken care of, or it's going to be discontinued you're not going to end up in the situation of sort of these like long abandoned kind of slow deaths. Um, it seems like it'll be a much quicker, more straightforward process, which I think is ultimately a better user experience than kind of something where it's this very ambiguous, is it supported? Is it not supported? Is it, you know, is is this ever going to get there? It's like after whatever, who knows what Apple's rules are going to be, but say it's like after a year and a half, you know, after 18 months of no updates, the app may disappear from the app store. And you know, users can always re-update. Like the way the policy works is, you get 30 days. I think they'll, they, you know, they'll send you an email and say, "Hey, your app seems to be abandoned or problematic. You have 30 days to fix it. And if you do, you know, it goes through modern app review, it gets approved. Hooray, you're you're all set. Um, it's not like a, you know, if you leave it leave it for too long, it just gets you know shut down and never able to be resolved again. But I, I love the way that Apple is ch- reframing that. That to the store. I mean, I think I'm reading a bit too much into it, but not way, way too much into it. We are sponsored this week by Braintree. Why make payment integration more difficult than it has to be?
1: Braintree's powerful full stack payment platform allows you to accept nearly any type of payment from any device with just one integration. Braintree is flexible to your system's needs and supports most programming languages. So whether you're using Java, Ruby, or Python, you will always have a range of server-side and client-side SDKs available. The Braintree code supports Android, iOS, and JavaScript clients, and it takes just 10 lines of code to implement. Braintree makes payments and your job a whole lot easier. Learn more at braintreepayments.com radar. That's braintreepayments.com radar. Thank you very much to Braintree for sponsoring our show for me like i i think there is certainly a balance that like you can kind of see both sides of the argument here where if i'm searching for an app that does something really esoteric and like there are there are still a few apps on my phone that aren't supporting like the the iphone's uh the iphone 6 s screen sizes they aren't supporting I, I, I don't know if i might still have one that doesn't even support the ios 7 keyboard yet i'm not sure but either way like I do still have occasional need for an app on my phone that is old and that might not pass the whatever standards they set depending on how high they set them. So there is some argument like you know something really esoteric dealing with audio processing or something like that. So there is something to be said for just leaving them there because they're not really doing any harm and I think the amount of harm they're not doing is is minimized by how good the search is. So like If I'm searching for some kind of crazy, like, Icecast 2, Shoutcast uh, broadcast app, and there's, like, three of those in the App Store, and two of them are ancient. Like, if that's what I'm looking for, and the only one, or the the best one, happens to be non-retina and written for the iPhone 4 screen or whatever, like, I guess that's probably... Is that better than not having one at all? I mean, that's kind of debatable. But I think, ultimately... It, there, there isn't actually a lot of harm done by leaving them there, if the search doesn't let those, those kind of old, unmaintained
0: apps clutter up searches for which there are newer, better apps available. Yeah, I mean, and I see, I definitely see that side of it because, but it's a tricky thing of like, and obviously that app that you downloaded before, Apple isn't reaching into your phone and taking away from you. you know, That's it's, true. Yeah, if, if you're an existing customer of an app that. Um, is abandoned as best I understand the rules. You'll still be able to download it just the way you would now. Like you'd go into your purchased area, find it in there and download it. Um, it's and the thing that, where that situation gets really tricky though is if you go to the app store to download that Shoutcast app, you see there's only three of them. Um, and say for argument's sake, they're paid, you know, is there, you're, you and you have to pay a couple dollars to find out and you download it and it, is really you know sort of old and isn't working quite well it sort of works maybe like if you know what you're doing but it's it's you know it's not a great user experience and while it's kind of impressive that apple has done such a good job on backwards compatibility that it is possible to you know to run apps that have been built for really old versions of ios on modern ios it's it just it it strikes me as one of these things of it it weakens the customer's experience of the app store and what i always want as an app developer is for people to be really you know sort of excited and have good experiences in the app store and want to be in there all the time and never had sort of have the have experiences that could turn them off to it that could have them be like oh yeah the app store is full of junk and you know because in that case like even if search was amazing it's Or, you know, it's if there's only three things, say that you'd still find those three things, hopefully, like if search was doing its job. And so I'd still rather for that new customer to make sure that they are when they download something, they have confidence that it's going to be a good thing. And maybe I would err on the side of saying I'd rather it not be there than an old abandoned version of that thing sort of be hanging around there. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I I think you're you're slowly convincing me to your, to your side of this here. <laughs> yeah, and and I guess you're right that like the distinction of like my old my old version of the will still work, it, you know, just new people won't be able to buy it. I think that's not that 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 handles a lot of the problem, not all of it, but a lot of it. So, I don't know. All right. Well, moving on to the uh, the other major change they announced, which is the uh the length of titles being limited and and they also so there's there's two changes here they they said that so titles will now be limited to you know down as you mentioned from 255 down to 50 characters uh although 50 characters are still quite a bit um but you know you, you can't cram like a whole paragraph in there anymore uh, and also now they're saying that like irrelevant words or keywords that that are just you know kind of describing your app are not allowed anymore and this is going to be really interesting to see because first of all i know many people myself included use this in a way that we believe is totally legitimate and also a little bit pragmatic which gets back to the earlier search issues so the name of my app in the app store is not overcast it's overcast colon podcast player and this is for a number of reasons. One of which is that the App Store uh, has, to date, enforced global name uniqueness, so that there is another app in the App Store named Overcast. It's a weather app from years ago, uh, and I actually I actually talked to the guy who who ran it and tried to buy it from him just so I could take the name. Um, and there were some problems, and we couldn't we couldn't make it work because of some various Apple restrictions. But uh, but like if if I'm forced to remove the colon podcast player from the end of my title uh i can't because (laughs) the name of my app is taken by another so it's like how are they going to actually enforce that are they going to lift that restriction will they allow multiple apps for the same name because like that's how trademarks work i have a trademark on the name overcast because i limited the trademark in scope to only apps that were about media playback basically and so there you know like you're you're allowed to have trademarks that are the same word that are just in different categories or 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 don't don't step on each other's toes that's totally allowed because in practice that's just necessary because there's only so many words and some of them get reused so the app store doesn't have that kind of flexibility yet will it add that kind of flexibility or will it just like not enforce this rule very strictly or is overcast podcast player okay but Overcast podcast player lets you share to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Like, is that is that then going too far in a title? You know, like, because that's... Most of the abuse of, of title keyword spam I see is for things like that. It's like, it's basically using the title... ...as an excuse to name drop a bunch of other popular search terms like Instagram or Twitter to, to make your app show up for searches for those kind of apps. So you can kind of BS your way and say, well, my photo editing app can crop and share things to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all these other things. And you can shove all that in the title. And the reason why people did all this for all these years is the aforementioned search being really primitive... And so, for years, App Store search has basically only searched the title and keywords fields. It seemingly has completely ignored the entire description that you write. Like that, that part seems to not be indexed for search purposes, uh, or at least to be extremely low priority if it is indexed at all. So, for years, we've basically only had title and the. The also problematic and often abused keywords field, uh, which is hidden from the public, which is part of the problem. Uh, but <laughs> so this, all these, again, like all these restrictions and simplicities around the really primitive App Store search engine, and so now they're having to enforce this rule, or we'll see how they enforce it. But they've created this rule now that you can no longer spam your titles, and they have to be shorter. Uh, again, all this should have probably been solved, and maybe also should be solved by better search. But in the absence of better search, well, I guess uh, I guess we're going to see how how strictly this is enforced and whether you know whether overcast podcast player is allowed or whether that's even too much. And then what happens about duplicate names?
0: So who knows? Yeah, because I think like there's certainly in, in this change there's like the obvious change of there's those apps that you see every now and then that are just a string of keywords and this last week actually I went and I pulled a list of all like the really long app store names and some of them are just absurd it's like every thing you could imagine just you know stuck together for 255 characters and clearly Apple is saying no like you can't put keywords in your description we have a keywords field um, which incidentally I think they specifically don't search the description field. And that's as a result of back in the day when the app store used to search the description field, you ended up with the bottom section of people's apps. Um, (laughs) It was just just one big stream of keywords. And so they said, no, 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 no. We're not going to search the description field. We're not going to use it for keywording because that's too easy to spam. And so instead, we're going to have this keywords field that has to go through app review. So you know, if, if I put Instagram in my keywords field, Apple, I believe, will review that in a way of making sure that that is relevant, that that's appropriate. That if I have a you know if I have a a Flappy Bird clone, I can't say Instagram is a keyword for it because it's not relevant. If I'm making a photo editing app, that may be relevant, Uh, so you may be allowed to do it. Um, but at the very least, they're trying to get rid of the situation where people put these just massive strings of things. Because, um, and in, to your point, I think like my, you will have to see where this actually goes in terms of you know App Review. And I guess you have the fun excitement of the next time you go through App Review, this is you know, <laughs> something that you can look forward to getting an email from uh, Apple about oh, potentially one of many things. We'll get to that yeah. later um but it's going to be interesting to see because my guess is in your case it's like if you have a name that is a sort of a a a single phrase that my guess is that you'll be fine so in your case you may actually just need to get rid of the colon for example um would be a, a, a something i could see apple saying that if you if you if you're if the title of your app became overcast podcast player like, that is a single phrase that is a reasonable name for the app. Um When you put the colon there is when it starts to feel like it's a, you know, it's not part of one, it's not part of the same thing. Um And so my guess is that's the kind of thing that we're going to sort of see Apple heading toward, where you can have descriptive names of your app, um, but you can't add it to the end. Like, it needs to be part of the name of the, you know, the name of the app needs to be a cohesive, solid thing. Um, and reasonably, too, I think Apple makes the point even in their email that long names aren't displayable in the App Store. Like the app Store can only display probably the first twenty to thirty characters of a name in the app Store itself. Anything beyond that, no one will ever see this is like for for many reasons like i'm I'm honestly surprised and I think everybody was you know
1: honestly surprised that these kind of long names full of paragraphs or descriptions were ever allowed. Like, that's like, and that applies to a lot of this. To, like, why was keyword spamming ever allowed? Why, you know, why were these long titles ever allowed? Really, uh, apps, the, the App Store uh, policies, they, they're very picky about, about certain things they want to be picky about, but they really do allow quite a lot of things that, that I think many people would consider abuse or scamming the system a little bit. And they seem to have no problem with those um and i i think it's weird where they draw those lines and in some ways i'm actually kind of happy to see them start cracking down in some of these areas that i think oh well, you should have been enforced but just
0: never have been yeah and i think that's probably a good point too is my suspicion is what we're going to run into is the like i'm so glad that these things are being pulled back on and inevitably there will be the edge cases that cause problems that people you know who are sort of like the innocent victim of chance or like they were doing something that maybe they shouldn't have maybe they should eat but like they're on that line and this going to be weird and you know maybe the apple the app review will correct too far and then have to back off a little bit um, as they work out where those lines are and it's you know if you are one of those developers who is on that line you know I've been in the situation where like I made an app that I thought was perfect and then I ended up it discovered that I was on that line where AppReview had to work out which side of that line I was on, and that's a really awkward place to be. But ultimately, like that's the way this the, the system works. And generally speaking, at the very least, we may not like the outcome, but I feel like AppReview is very reasonable in that process. That it's not great sometimes in terms of the way they communicate or things, but I can usually look back and say they what they ended up deciding is reasonable.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the vast majority of the time they do decide correctly. I mean, we do occasionally see, you know, a a time where they didn't, that becomes a big controversy that everyone gets mad about, uh, myself included. But the, you know, if you look at like how many apps there are in the store, I I think it's very clear, like the vast majority of the time they do get it right.
0: Yeah. And that I think is like that difference of saying like, this is the thing that in all of this makes me so excited. It's the, there's going to be, there's going to be little issues and problems as they sort of take this big sort of it's like, you know, it's the old thing of it's like, if you can't, you can't turn an aircraft carrier on a dime. Like it's going to be the kind of a messy, awkward process of kind of shifting the app store around of increasing the quality requirements, changing the way that we do metadata, um, changing the way search works with ads. Like there's lots of stuff that's that's kind of awkward potentially for the next six months. But my hope is that, you know, come WWDC next year, like we're going to be looking back at a very different app store and as you know someone who makes my living in this store like i'm excited about that i'm excited that it doesn't feel like the app store is one of those apps that's problematic and abandoned like you know in some ways i think about it in that way where the app store hadn't changed in you know so many years that if you know under these new rules maybe the app store wouldn't have uh, been allowed on people's phones like <laughs> well definitely def- not the mac app store <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um, but I'm glad that it's saying like, no, no, this is something that we're, we're working on, that we're making changes. And hopefully, maybe even like it's, it would seem kind of fit Apple's MO in a lot of ways where they tend to kind of do these, they set the groundwork changes and then they improve upon it from there. And like, maybe this year is the, we're going to make a bunch of changes that are kind of like the shake it all up changes. And then, you know, next, next year, WDC, hey, look, the actual app itself and search and the way that we do this has gotten a lot better because now, we have clean metadata. We have a, a better quality set of apps. We have a lot of these other tools and things available to developers. And now we can do something with it, You know, which would seem consistent with the way that Apple often rolls, where it, rather than trying to just sort of come in and flip everything around at once, they say, we're going to do this incrementally. We're going to change a lot of these things. And then in a year, you'll look back and be like, oh, yeah, of course, that's why they did this change. And that's my hope anyway.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I mean, you know, looking back at just the last, I mean, when did Phil Schiller officially take over the app store like 6 months ago? It was not very long ago. Yeah, I
0: believe it was the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, and okay. and just since then in less than a year, there have been some major improvements here. And you know, for for the ima- for the very short time it's been and compared to, you know, the the 7 years preceding that where there was really really quite small change for for that amount of time, uh it's I'm incredibly happy to see improvement and effort and and experimentation and trying new you know like just i am incredibly happy to see that in the app store because i really didn't think we, we ever were going to it just seemed like apple didn't care at all about really making meaningful change and now they do uh with now you know now that phil is running it i think he's doing a fantastic job with it and i i really am just incredibly happy to see that
0: yep exactly and so we'll see where this goes i'm sure we'll have an interesting fall like as a student of the app store like i I'm really excited to see what this, how this all shakes out, just because it's exciting and different. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be a bit of a bumpy road. But I guess as developers, we can just try to try our best to give Apple the benefit of the doubt and just hope that, you know, in the end, it'll all work out. Give yourself some credit. You're at least a PhD of the App Store. PhD. Not a student quite at this point. I, I've graduated a little bit. I'm in grad school. A little bit. <laughs> at least. At the very least. All
1: right. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.